Hi, this is Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast. Welcome to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. I used to produce and edit the Google Teacher Podcast, hosted by Matt Miller and Casey Bell. You can enjoy the podcast once again, and be sure to visit the new website, chrisnessy.com slash googleteacherpod. Please note that any of the show note links mentioned in the episodes are no longer valid, but if you go to chrisnessy.com, dot com slash Google Teacher Pod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you. The Google Teacher Tribe Podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great education podcasts, Go to edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, a show full of tips, tricks, teaching ideas, and inspiring educators using Google in the classroom. I'm Matt Miller of DitchThatTextbook.com, and my co-host is... Casey Bell of ShakeUpLearning.com. And in this episode today, we will have an interview with Carly Mora, a TOSA teacher on special assignment from California, where she shares her favorite Google tools, how she uses HyperDocs in the classroom, and more. And she also shares an incredible elementary lesson plan using Google tools. We'll also have Google news and updates, including the Google Transformation Center and the keyword blog. So for the first item in our Google news and updates, I want to tell you about a blog that Google maintains that you may want to know about. See, before for a long time, Google used to kind of fragment all of its updates and all of its news and everything into all these different blogs and all these different products had their own blogs. And at some point, Google decided that they wanted to pull them all together into one big hub, one big sort of all-encompassing resource, which is, has really been easy and amazing. And it's this blog called The Keyword. And I think that the 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 URL, like the, the web address for this particular blog, may be the coolest blog URL I think I've ever heard of. So all you have to do is you go into your, your web browser and you type in blog.google. It's just blog.google. That's all it takes. And then you hit enter and it takes you to the keyword blog. And you can start scrolling down and seeing all the latest stories that Google has produced and product news and various topics on, you know, sort of the, the hot topics related to all the Google products. So if you're not familiar with the keyword blog, you might want to go check that out. It's at blog.google. I really like the way that they have updated that and sort of created that central feed for all of the Google products, including Google for Education. So I love that. And because they're Google, they are cool enough to have a blog that's just blog.google. They don't need .com. They don't need anything else. They're Google, right? Um, so yeah. And along with that, I, I mentioned something in episode one called the Google for Education Transformation Center. And this is awesome. You need to go visit this site. It is a bit of a long URL. So listen carefully. It is edu transformation center dot 
withgoogle.com. And here you're going to find all kinds of information about using Google to make changes happen in education. So um, the entire Transformation Center here is still partially under construction, but they've got this great framework that you can reference here. And they've got seven elements of transformation to help guide leaders through the whole change management process from um, the vision to the learning to the culture, uh, professional development, technology, funding and sustainability and community engagement. So what's great about this is not only do you have this framework, but you also have a resource directory that they are building very quickly. I can tell you that. Um, so there are tons of resources here, case studies, ideas, and it is certain. And I can tell you as a, a Google certified innovator that um, innovators and trainers are also being asked to contribute projects to this resource. So it is only going to grow. I imagine we will talk about this this resource later on in another podcast as well because it's going to be such a great resource for educators. So go check it out, the Google for Education Transformation Center. So before we jump into the interview with Carly, Matt and I would love to share with you some of the latest resources from the blogs. And the first resource that I would like to share with you from shakeuplearning.com is the 12 tips to help you pass the Google Certified Educator exams. So I get questions all the time about Google certification, and there are so many different choices. But usually the first step is becoming a Google Certified Educator Level 1 and Level 2. And so I put together... A, a PDF document it is 13 pages long and it is loaded with tips to help you pass the Google Certified Educator exams. Um, these are timed exams and you need to be prepared. So I have just put together the best tips from my own experience and from helping others become Google Certified. Go check it out at googlecertifiededucator.com. Wow, that that sounds like one that, that we definitely need to go check out. And um, so... The one that I wanted to tell you about from from my blog, which is at ditchthattextbook.com, is all about this new uh, Google Chrome extension. It's called Drive Slides. And even if you don't know exactly what a Google, Google Chrome extension is, there are lots of um, step-by-step directions and classroom implementations of it and everything. But basically, what this will do for you is it lets students gather pictures together into a folder in your Google Drive, and then Drive Slides will pull all of those pictures and will automatically stick each one of them onto a different slide in a brand new slide presentation. And so it really sort of opens up sort of a whole new world for what you can do with slides and images and just kind of makes it all easier. And so uh, that's something that that I've talked about recently on my blog that you might want to go check out. Well, folks, today we're going to be introducing to you our very first guest for the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, and I think that we have got a great one. Um, I know that she has inspired me with a lot of the things that that she's done in the classroom, and so we're very excited to introduce to you Carly Mora. So, Carly, will you uh, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi. Uh, yeah. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for asking me to be your first guest. I'm shocked and amazed and uh, amazingly humbled to uh, be your first guest. I'm a teacher on special assignment at Sun Terrace Elementary School. I am an instructional coach and ed tech support teacher, uh, TK through five, uh, fifth grade elementary school. 
Great. And I will also throw in that on my side of things with Ditch That Textbook, Carly has been a huge part of our weekly Twitter chat, the Ditch Book chat. It seems like everybody that has gotten excited about using Google in the classroom, they have their story of how it all got started, kind of our our spark that, that got us going in Google. And so I was wondering if you could tell us just a little bit about your moment like that. At what point did you really start to see the impact that this could have in the classroom? So it was my first year as a TOSA, which was the 2013-2014 school year, and I was always asking to borrow classes for different things, and I had started working on Google Docs with um, for various reasons for um, my personal life, and then we started getting into Google Apps for Education, you know, when it was called Gay for Gaff, and um, I just asked to borrow this third grade class, and I said, "Let's just let's just try this." We didn't even have accounts or anything. I just kind of had one one account and um, had the kids try try out different things. They were so excited about getting my feedback and comments on the docs that they were able to, before I even would give them feedback on what they were writing about, they would see where my cursor was and they would go back and fix it ahead of time. So they were anticipating what I was going to do. And I asked them to give me a little bit of feedback on how the lesson went and what they thought. Um, One of the kids said, I want to do Google Drive for the rest of the year. And I like the comments and responding back because it helps us improve in writing. This is a third grade class. Another, Another kid said, it was a good opportunity for me to learn. And another, another student said, it was fun and awesome that we were the first ones to do this. Great job. <laughs> they were just, they were so excited about it. And so just seeing them, I was like, if they, if they're this excited about just typing up a paragraph on a Google doc, the possibilities were endless. So I got my, um, back then when you could do the Google, um, certification and then get your admin certificate, I did that and became the admin for our domain and we were rocking and rolling from there. And isn't, isn't it kind of amazing how just when you put a different spin on a lesson, in this case, it was just bringing in some simple tools from Google Drive that all, that's all that it's got to take sometimes to get kids excited about a lesson. Yeah, it, just the real-time feedback was the biggest. The kids were seeing that. I was seeing, I was, I was looking at their writing right then and giving them feedback. They'd respond to me. And it was in that moment, that, that real time feedback, that moment of them seeing that I was reading it and responding to them. It was, it was a really powerful, powerful time. We've just had that, those experiences all over the school since then. I love this, Carly. And I love that you shared the exit ticket that you used with them. And um, if that's okay, I think we can include that in our show notes as well. But the yeah, read and you were reading some of those responses, but I'm looking at it right now on the spreadsheet. And I love, you know, almost every single kid was like, it's super easy. And I can't wait. Can we please, please, please do this again? Um, It was awesome. And so I just love that. And I love the fact that you did an exit ticket with Google Forms. And I think that's another great modeling strategy to share with the listeners today, too. Yeah, it's always good to get the kids kids opinion and their feedback on how it went and what they thought. And most of the kids loved it. Some kids said that it was hard for them. But now they're and these these third graders are now in fifth grade. And so getting to see how much they've grown since this first lesson is pretty cool. I know being a TOSA and having access to all of these classrooms. And by the way, I love how you you were talking about borrowing classes earlier. 
I, I totally get where you're coming from on that. That's that's awesome. And so I think one of the advantages that you have is that you get to see all of these different grade levels and all these different classrooms and different teachers who have different teaching styles. And so I think you've you've got a great perspective on the variety of ways that you can just teach in the first place, but also how you can use Google tools. I was wondering if you could just share uh, some of the things that you're seeing in some of the classrooms, just as you know, maybe some things that some of our listeners could take away from them themselves. What are some really good practical ways that you're seeing uh, Google transform classrooms? I think seeing the collaboration between the teachers at our school, but then just if they're connected educators on Twitter uh, and just even even across the district, it's it's changing how we teach and how and how we learn because we're able to create something, share it with another teacher. They're able to edit it and give their feedback. And then even if you do create the same thing with the ability to share and then make a copy, you can make it for your work for your own class. So the collaborative um, capabilities of using Google tools is, is amazing. And the teachers, the teachers are able, I'll, I'll come on in with, and using Google Classroom, being able to be a co-teacher in a Google Classroom. I'm a co-teacher in almost all the Google Classrooms at our school. So I could I have the ability to give feedback to the students as well. So it kind of opens up their, um, their audience. So it's not just their teacher. It's also me. It could also be another teacher in the school. And so it's just that collaborative nature of the Google tools, I think is just making such a huge impact on us as teachers. It's just, it's knocking down the walls and, and making us be able to, um, just collaborate and share and create together, which is, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, one of the things that you said there that kind of surprised me that is is a brilliant idea is that you said that you're a co-teacher in almost every Google Classroom, just so many of them. And I mean, that makes perfect sense because that gives you the access to be able to see what other teachers are doing. And then it just sets up that collaboration even more. Um, I mean, it, it kind of even goes to show that whole better together idea that that everybody's talking about. And that seems like that I bet that probably has a pretty good impact with other teachers, especially the ones that are sort of trying to figure out this whole Google thing. Right, right. Yeah, it does make it, you know, if they're even because I, I am only a 50% TOSA. So even the days that I'm home, there's been times where something's happened or they need me to fix something. And because I can do it from home, I can jump on in and, and look at what what happened in the Google Classroom. And I'm like, Oh, we'll, we'll fix this. And I'm able to do it from home and, and still be there, even though I'm not really actually at the school. I love that. And I love the fact that, that like Matt was, was reiterating you being the co-teacher in every single one of those Google classrooms. I think that is a fabulous idea, but along with that, I'm curious to, um, are you involved in the training of, of the teachers that you're co-teaching with? And if so, what sort of roadblocks have you hit in implementation with other teachers? We have the go viral approach at our school. We kind of just start with things who are start going with things with teachers that are interested and and everybody kind of jumps on board from there. I'll work with a couple teachers who um, would like to learn something. We'll do um, some optional trainings. We've done uh, um, quite a few ed camps in our um, at our school with other schools in the in the district. Love it. Mm-hmm. And that's been that's been great because it's not on me. It's it's on mm-hmm. a lot of our, our amazing teachers to to teach each other. So if they're already comfortable with Google Classroom, they could maybe go to a HyperDocs um, ed camp session. And if they're comfortable with those, maybe they're looking at specifically using Google Drawings to um, go deeper. Uh, so that's been pretty, pretty amazing because we're just 
we've kind of just looked at it as, you know, start where you can. I'm here to support you. If you need me to come in, I'm happy to come in. Um, they'll call me and say, I, I, I really want to try this. I'd love to try Google Expeditions. I'll pop on into their classroom and then the next time they're doing it on their own. So that's kind of how we're working on it. Um, I'm in no way an expert, um, but I'll, I'm totally willing to try it. I'm totally willing to fail completely in front of a class um, if that's the <laughs> way it goes. Um, but it's, it's just whatever they need. So wherever their comfort level is. And, and so that's what we've gone to conferences, but the ed camps, I think have been the biggest, um, the biggest game changer for us because everybody, you know, someone's, some, someone's an expert, everybody's an expert in something. So just, just using, using each other and using what we know to grow our, um, community has been pretty cool. I'm a big proponent of the, the ed camp model. In fact, I'm going to an ed camp tomorrow. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's, um, that's a great perspective to have and the idea of it going viral and, and that, you know, you are letting it grow sort of more through the excitement and a little bit more organically. So it sounds like you're doing some awesome things, Carly. We are super excited to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Carly, I was wondering, um, if there are any like projects that you're working on right now? Is there is there anything in particular that either you've got in the works or some of the teachers in your district have in the works that, that are really cool? So we have just, I don't know how we've been missing out on this, but just really been diving in with Google Expeditions and bringing that into the classroom. We, of course, every, everyone's pretty, uh, knows that I I'm in love with hyperdocs and I, I love using no. hyperdocs and the teachers. <laughs> I know, I know, I know big surprise. Um, but we've been diving in. Our teachers are, they've all created their own hyperdocs. They use them all the time in the classrooms. The kids ask for hyperdocs. And so how can we use Google tools to go even deeper and get them to get some hands-on experiences and, um, Google Expeditions, I've been doing some, uh, with the fourth grade classes, doing some Google Expeditions to go in line with the HyperDocs. So, for example, our third graders are going uh, going to start studying biomes. And so to take the kids on a virtual field trip to each one of the biomes is just opening up their world. And it's it was so cool. Yesterday, I thought about you, Matt, because the teacher that I was working with, we had the kids and they had their iPads because I didn't know. When I first learned about Google Expeditions, I thought you had to have uh, Google Cardboard and have the VR headsets, mm -hmm. but you could do a Google Expedition with iPads. And so we had our iPads and we had all the kids out there and we took them um, to the Great Barrier Reef and the kids were just going nuts. They were so excited. They were, you know, had their iPads up and they were going around. And my colleague Ashley turned to me and she goes, this would not be happening with the textbook. Nope. <laughs> right. It sure would not. And I, no, I thought I immediately thought of you, Matt, because no, it wouldn't. It, the kids were so they were asking tons of questions. They were mm -hmm. all engaged. And so using that, you know, as this as this gateway to give our kids the opportunity to to go all these cool places and research these places is um, it's it's pretty cool. We're very excited about it. That sounds so awesome. And I love the fact that you're still making use of expeditions, even though um, your devices are, are not necessarily VR headsets or cardboard or whatever. So just to make sure that everybody understands. So you're using physically the iPad and the kids are just looking. Um, so they're not in virtual reality, but they are experiencing more of that 3D version on their iPad. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. That is still very immersive and engaging. So um, I think that's awesome. And because a lot of people are getting caught up with 
the devices right now when it comes to integrating mm-hmm. expeditions. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I do have another question too, because um, yes, we know you love your hyperdocs and <laughs> we all love our hyperdocs, but for those who may be listening and don't know what a hyperdoc is, could you sort of explain that to us? So a hyperdoc is a digital lesson plan. It's a it's a digital lesson that um, really focuses in on the four C's. And just what's different about a hyperdoc is that the kids are aren't just consuming information; they're they're creating. And so it's not just a doc with links. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's more of a it's an immersion in whatever whatever content you're trying to teach the kids. There's there's videos. There could there could be videos. There could be text, um, and then they're they're creating something, um, and then they're sharing it out. And that's that's one of the the coolest things about them is that they they're they're getting that authentic audience. You can you can have the kids they they might be sharing within their class, and that's that's very cool. They might be sharing with another class at the school. We've had. Um, we just did the hour of code and they, there was a hyperdoc where the kids were, were sharing out with, you know, everyone, uh, students could be anywhere in the world, be doing the same hyperdoc and be clicking on this padlet and be sharing their ideas that they got through this hyperdoc. So a hyperdoc is a way of it's a digital, digital lesson plans, digital lesson design. So you're really being very focused and, when you're designing your lessons, how to get that content out to the kids in, in a way that's, that's creative and getting the kids, um, mm-hmm. getting the kids creating and learning in, in a digital world. But, um, but you're being focused about how it's, how it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's, I think that's a, that's a great summation of what those are. And speaking of hyperdocs, this, this will be actually a very nice transition into what we want to do next, because one <laughs> thing that Casey and I have set up that we're really excited about with this show is that we're going to have the guests that come on our show share a lesson that they're doing that uses Google tools. And we're going to have those available on our Google Teacher Tribe website, which is googleteachertribe.com. And so, Carly, you have have a lesson that you want to share with us. And if I'm not mistaken, it has to do with, surprise, surprise, hyperdocs, right? <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. Um, <laughs> I, went, I went back and forth and I was like, oh, should I share something else? You know, and I, you know, they're just, you know, Lisa, Heifel, Sarah, uh, Landis and Kelly Hilton have just done such an amazing job of just bringing this to, to the world and um, just sharing what what they've designed and creating this amazing community. And so I, I got to share a hyperdoc. Um, and so this, the lesson that, that I have is a, it's a simple machines unit for geared towards fourth graders. Um, but it is a, it's a probably would take about four to six weeks, depending on how long you spent on it. What's different about this one is it's also, they're watching videos, they're looking at text, they're um, listening to things, but then there's a hands-on component to this because we want the kids to also, I, I want our kids to also be creating something with their hands in our, we have a STEM lab at Sunteris and, um, just an op- opportunity for them to also be creating something. So in this hyperdoc, they're also going to be making simple machines. And so, um, they'll be creating an inclined plane, a pulley and, and a wheel and axle. So they'll wow. be actually making it, taking a screenshot of it 
and then inputting it into the HyperDoc. So that's one one piece of it. Um, then they will be at the end of it. They'll be designing a product that would help people with disabilities using one or more simple machines and create an ad for it using Google Drawing. So trying to integrate multiple Google tools into this um, this unit so the kids are understanding what simple machines are, but then also thinking about how how they not only make work easier, but then how they can help people and, um, you know, looking at the larger world and, and how they can really, really make an impact on the world. And we've got access to that. Um, that's that's the exact lesson that Carly is sharing with us. So if you're interested in that, want to check it out. And like Carly was saying earlier, just making a simple copy of it by going to opening up the file and going to file, make a copy within Google Docs. That's a that's an easy way for you to be able to copy that over and make your own edits to it. So yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a really neat neat thing for for people to be able to to use. So just to kind of wrap up here. If folks want to get a hold of you, I was hoping maybe you could tell us a little bit about where to find you and what it is that you're working on. And we're we're kind of hoping that in all of that, that you might touch a little bit on the whole gaff help thing. I'm on Twitter probably a little bit too much. Best way probably is to find me is at Carly Mora is my Twitter handle. I've also included that on the HyperDoc as um, a way to connect with me. Also, I have—I believe I put my email in there as well. So I'm pretty pretty available on Twitter through um, anytime somebody tweets me. I usually try to get back to them as as quick as possible. But Google, our, our Gaff Help webs, our Gaff Help Twitter account. So we just started this as a way to answer questions for people who were throwing them out there on Twitter, um, just things that that they might might need some help with. Um, and the gaff help is just a group of us who just decided that, you know, we really wanted to help out anyone who's looking for some help with simple Google tools, or maybe we've gotten some really, really amazing questions. We've, we're, we do our best to um, answer the questions. And sometimes what's really cool is people will just answer in the community. They'll answer for, for a question that's thrown out to, um, to the gaff help Twitter handle. So Gaff Help is made up of myself, uh, Mari Venturino, Sean Fahey, Ben Cogswell, um, Ari Flewelling, um, Kelly Martin, uh, Justin Burke-Bickler, and Joe Young. Awesome group. Yes, yes, definitely. So, so if folks are looking to get in touch with you, looks like we've got a lot of options. So Carly, I so appreciate you coming on the show, being our very first guest and just giving us a ton of stuff that we can start using in our classroom. So thanks again so much for for being a part of the show. If people aren't following Carly, you should be. Um, there are just so many things that I have learned along the way and have connected with her. And I know she's very involved in the Ditch Book chat. And um, did you share your blog as well, Carly? My blog is teaching tech and Twitter. And, um, I can, I can, it's on my, on my handle on my, uh, Twitter, Twitter page. Okay. So there's okay. a link there. I think the URL is carlymora.blogspot.com and that's K-A-R-L-Y-M-O-U-R-A.blogspot.com. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure, cause I know I've seen some awesome blog posts on there. So thank you so much for sharing and for joining us today. I think you're going to um, have some, some new followers and some new people uh, to connect with. I love love our ditch book chats, Tosa chat, um, MDSD chat. Love our Twitter chat. So any yeah. anytime people want to jump on and connect, I love new people to connect with. Perfect. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my goodness. I, I love that interview and just want to thank Carly again for coming on the, the show and, and sharing all of that with us. And I don't know, as I look back over the conversation that we had, one of the things that, that really stuck out to me was that idea of going viral, of just letting the really good ideas go viral throughout the school. And that's kind of the best way to, to spread them. Wouldn't you say, Casey? Absolutely. And, you know, I talk to teachers all the time and sometimes it just takes that spark of one really awesome teacher like Carly who can inspire the other classrooms around her. And trust me, those students are going to talk to the other students and they're the ones coming back and saying, why aren't you doing this in our classroom? And sometimes it's the students who are actually pushing the teachers to try those new things. And I love to see it go that way. And I love that it can happen more organically and that um, teachers can really see the value in that and how engaging it can be for students. Yes, definitely. The other thing that I was really impressed with was so much of the Google Classroom integration that she was using. Um, she was using the uh, integrating the exit tickets as well from Google Forms. And, you know, she is just part of so many amazing projects. I think Carly was being a little humble there. Um, gotta love her. But she is doing some amazing things with the Gaffy Help hashtag and the Twitter account and helping so many teachers outside of her school. So um, be sure that you follow follow Carly and um, learn from her and please check out the lessons that she submitted. She she talked about one, but she also gave us a bonus lesson um, that will be included in the show notes. So part of what we want to give you out of every interview is a lesson from every person that we can um, share with you. So look for those in the show notes. So as we start to wrap up this episode of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, I know Casey and I just want to thank our producer one more time, Chris Nessie, uh, who happens to be the host of the House of EdTech podcast. And I know just his expertise and his encouragement and all the help that he's he's done to, to help us put this podcast together has just been invaluable. So we want to give him just a moment to tell you just a little bit about the House of EdTech. Hey, podcast listeners. My name is Chris Nessie, and I'm the host of the House of EdTech podcast. The House of EdTech explores how technology is changing the way teachers teach and the impact that technology is having in education. My objectives include discussing technology that is changing our classrooms and schools and sharing information that you can hear about today and use tomorrow. I do this by talking with teachers, leaders, and creators just like you and having them share their stories. Why? Because whether you use it or not, technology is changing the way we teach and how our students learn. So I'd love it if you came over to chrisnessy.com and checked out the House of Ed Tech. Because using technology isn't difficult. Just give it a try. Thank you 
so much for joining Matt and I for episode two of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. We are super excited about this new adventure, and we can't wait to see what new things that we can learn from all of you in our audience. So please be sure that you subscribe to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. You can go to googleteachertribe.com forward slash subscribe to make sure that you grab that with whatever podcasting catcher is your favorite. And please check out our website, googleteachertribe.com, and you can subscribe to our email list and become a VIP. And once you join our list, we will share with you our fabulous Google Teacher Tribe VIP badge that you can then add to. It is. It's awesome. You want it. You know you do. Um, You can put it on your website, your blog, your email signature, and spread the love of the Google Teacher Tribe. Please also follow our G Teacher Tribe Facebook page. So that's facebook.com forward slash G Teacher Tribe. And we are on Twitter at G Teacher Tribe as well. So lots of ways to connect with the tribe. Um, Please don't forget about our hashtag which is GT Tribe as well. So if you want to share some Googliness with uh, Matt and I and the rest of the tribe, we'd love to hear from you. Is Googliness a word? I am making it a word today. I told you I make up words. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I do. I make up lots of words. So uh, we also would love to hear from you. So leave us some feedback. Ask some questions that you want to address on the blog, on the blog, on the podcast. <laughs> We're leaving that in. Uh, you can submit your questions at googleteachertribe.com slash feedback. And you can leave us a little voicemail and we will put you on the podcast. Please feel free to do that and join us here. You can find me, Casey, at shakeuplearning.com. I am shakeuplearning on Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere else. But I would love to hear from you. Please um, connect with us. And Matt, where can they find you? I am Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at jmattmiller. That's the letter J, M-A-T-T-M-I-L-L-E-R. Of course, you can always find me at ditchthattextbook.com, where I'm always publishing blog posts and useful ideas. And I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash ditchthattextbook. So thanks again for joining us on the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. On our next episode, episode three, we're going to be talking about the new Google Sites and all of the new features and how you can use it in your classroom. So until then, we appreciate you joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, y'all. If you are interested and you loved the episode, please in... Stop. Take two. <laughs> I started out okay. Yeah. I'm never going to remember what I said, but that's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Oh, that was good. That was good. Thank you once again for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. For the latest on Matt Miller, be sure to visit his website, ditchthattextbook.com. For the latest on Casey Bell, be sure to visit her website, shakeuplearning.com. And to keep up with me and get the latest in education technology, be sure to visit my website, chrisnessy.com. And I invite you to listen to the House of EdTech podcast.